everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins. This is the Fantasy Golf Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. It's Tuesday, June 30th. You found us in our home studios. Me in my garage. Eric in his basement. Me having to have the door open today because it's so freaking <laughs> hot in here. And Eric's in his air conditioning. <laughs> Oh my god! I literally forgot the beers. Oh well, come on now. I'll get to cracking. Or should I wait for Chad? I don't know. Fuck that. Boom! We're cracking beers. Here. I already cracked, dude. Sorry. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. wait. Storm in. Open the door. <laughs> forgot a very important part. Hmm. Follow us uh, on iTunes. Maybe you're watching or listening there. You can watch us on uh, YouTube as well and see me storm back into the frame. Because you know what? We crack beers and click names and we don't take ourselves too seriously. This isn't something that we're paid to do to provide this podcast. We're doing this for fun and not out of obligation, Eric, since we're just friends who love golf and playing DFS on DraftKings. You can find us. We're speculating each week. Ownership, projections, pivots, values things like that and you know what you can skip all the bullshit get right to where you want to be what you want to learn about by looking at the timestamps. once i'm done putting the pod out i'll rewatch some of it or try to figure out when we say things and then put those in there shall we get right to the names eric let's do it at the tippity tip top eric quagness martins you've got Beefy Bryce DeChambeau at $11,700. Not only the TPG, Eric, top price guy, he is the Chalk of the Week. You got it right here at the tippity tip top. Chalk of the Week. How can this even be a thing? I don't understand. But it is. And how do we calculate ownership projections, Eric? We use a little bit of a mixture between my butt, my brain, my gut. Use a little bit of a little friends at fan share, a little bit of friends at fantasy national. You combine it together and you get a projection for pricing at 24.3%. Oh, baby. Groupthink. Driving distance. Recent form. All roads lead to a chuck. Bryson, do you want it? Is he going to win by five? I will. He's not, I don't, I actually don't think he's going to be the chalk of the week. So I'll disagree with you there. I think there's some other plays that are further it's down. Not your, you. you can't disagree. You, these are just projections, dude. I'm not making the, like, they're not, what, you're disagreeing with projections. Like I'm telling you what the projections <laughs> are. We're not here to debate the projections. They're projections. We, we are, we aren't. Are we? <laughs> we are here. Listen, listen, here's the thing Who about it's going to be the chalk of the week if it's not Bryson then. Mr. Well, I think there's going to be a Hovland. couple of guys a couple of guys down here. Yeah, probably Hovland and a couple or, of lower price guys like uh Redmond or um no, HV3 no. or something. Those guys they're not even close in terms of projections and these people at FanShare and at Fantasy National, they're not idiots. You're trying to talk shit about the projections, dude. <laughs> How dare you? Bryson's going to be the most on. Believe it. Are you going to use the most owned Bryson? Top price guy. Well, yeah, I'm going to still use him. Of course, that's what I do. I play TPG, top price golfer, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know, aside from the guys just below him, I mean, he, he'll destroy this field in theory. 
and I, I need to be a part of that. I'm not going to miss Didn't out on that. They say he would destroy last week's field in theory. Well, I mean, he basically did. He got a little unlucky in a couple of spots, and he should have probably won. Oh, yeah, T6, I suppose, but he didn't <laughs> win. Okay. The lowest-owned guy in the 10K and above range is Hideki Matsuyama, I'm seeing. Any interest in the pivot there? I I mean, if I could just forget about the fact that I had a shitload of Hideki Matsuyama the last time he was out and he missed the cut, I don't know. I got to forget about that and, yeah, maybe go down there at 10-2 for a low-owned Hideki. But how low-owned? Does it matter? 13.7%. No, it doesn't really matter. No. But compared to a Hovland at 20, I mean, it's a pivot. Right. But you don't really need to. You can do whatever you want up top. You can do whatever you want, really, in the 9K range, too. Should we go there? Yeah, I love every single player in the 10K above. Don't range. steal. Well, I like every one of them except for one. But let's talk about this. There's only six guys here. Most popular for some reason, is not him, and is not Finau, and is not Scheffler. Oh, yeah. Kevin Na is the most popular guy in the 9K range? What is going on? Why is that? I don't understand. I don't get it. But I mean, he played pretty well last week. That's why, and people think he's going to do it again. Well, and then Mayo liked him, I guess. Oh, Mayo's touting help. a little bit of nah. I mean, the projections, they have not nah about 16% or so, which is crazy. But uh, you can pivot to low-owned Bubba Watson right there. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, take guys like I, you, know, you were saying that had missed the cut last week by one. Bubba was there. Finau, also here, was also there, missed the cut by one. Also there, Scotty Scheffler missed the cut by one last week. All, you know somewhat pivots and then you got ricky fowler are you gonna use ricky fowler here he's projected to be really low owned like under 10 percent. i mean that scares me some of these projections on fowlers are always wildly off we've talked about this and at 9500 with low projection screams to me pivot and then it'll end up being kind of owned yeah he, he is the typical guy that like Oh, nobody wants Ricky, and then everybody gets on Ricky because nobody wanted to be on Ricky, and then they ended up on Ricky. It's a cycle, this brain cycle that just occurs over the course of the afternoon. I think you're absolutely right, though. I mean, like, uh, from what I – I didn't listen to a whole lot, but, yeah, people don't seem to be too interested in this 9K range. I mean, Tony Fino fucked a lot of people. Bubba fucked a lot of people last week. People are going to have a tough time getting over that. And, you know, they're not missing cuts by that much, you know, last week, too. So – and this is a super weak field compared to last week as well. So they're going to be competing against, you know, there's, there's a hundred guys in the six game range that suck. You know, you think, you think that these guys would be able to, you know, do something. So, and if they're not owned, this, this could be a great pivot stage. I, I had no interest in any of these guys. And that makes sense. Cause I'm, I think much public. So, yes. so what I'm going <laughs> to do is I'm just going to use all the names in the nine K range and I'm going to skip all the names above them pretty much. Probably. Mm. And wow. I'm not playing Kevin Na if he's going to be popular. That's recipe for disappointment. 8K range. Shall we go there, Eric? Yeah. This is the range where, you know what? Things happen. They've happened. I like this range. 
typically in stronger <laughs> fields. <laughs> no, no, see, I know, but like typically in stronger fields, like the WGCs, the majors, and the fields, like we've had over the last couple of weeks, you can pepper pepper this 8K range, but maybe, you know, to get a little bit more conservative, be a little more balanced in a deeper, thicker, good, you know, field. But in a weak field, a birdie fest type field, statistically, you know, you may want to go more starzy, scrubsy and skip this 8K range. Mm. But you can still consider it an 8K range for the bulk of your player pool because it is a conservative range and it's a good idea to kind of have that in your player pool. And you need to choose wisely on your chalk. Should we talk about who is chalk and the chalk of the range? Maybe like you said, the chalk of the week. Dr. Red Man. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Steve Price. I, mean, I like it. I, I like Doc Redman. He's cool. People yeah. want to play him. But I don't know. Will he reach 20%? You think he's going to be chalk of the week? I, I think so. I mean, the narrative is just – it's just too good. I mean, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's playing really well right now. And he showed up here last year after sort of kind of showing the same exact type of form. Or did he have the same form coming in? I, no, I know he got what? third or second or third last yeah, year? Yeah, was yeah, yeah. Last second year. second yeah so you know he, he came in no he, he wasn't really showing for him maybe he had an 18th at wells fargo was the, in may before june 30th showing here at rock and mortgage on the on the getting second but but no this is aligning too good his approach game is too good he's not putting he's going to show up he's going to putt it's going to be amazing he's going to win what oh you I really think, think so i don't I, that's what I'm thinking. People are thinking I'm on board. I'm taking Doc Redman. I'm not. I'm not. You're gonna match the field and get four of your twenty lineups with Doc. I don't know. I might have more than four. I might have seven or eight. Oh wow! You're going over the field. I'm having nothing to do with Doc. I mean, <laughs> we know how this works. People do this. I talked about it on the Preferred Lines podcast yesterday. It's like the approach Albertson or whatever. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Approach Albertson. And like he was amazing for a long time because he was an approach guy, and then he just they just lose it because right. they start reading about themselves. Uh, more popular names in this 8K range you have Hadwin there, Glover, Sabatini, also. So older guys, <clears throat> maybe that people know about and that are more reliable, have been playing okay, showing up versus. I mean, they're 15, 16%. I mean, this is, you don't need to level yourself and not use them, but at the same time, there are the most popular names. You could pivot, though, to our boy, Kiriyama, right here. Kurt. Guy's like, what, 20? I mean, he looks so young, and he's going to be low. He just was added to the field, but he's good. People know about Kurt Kiriyama. He was T6 at the Dubai Desert Classic last year. We talked about him at the Pebble Beach uh, tournament because he's from Chico, California. California kid who likes POA. And I don't know about these grasses here. I think it's POA or it's Bermuda bent POA or whatever. It's like fake bent, but it's sort of POA. I don't know how that works. Maybe I'll like it. So I like this kid. He went on a stretch, dude. Kurt Kitayama during October of last year. Like this is not that long ago, but it's, you know, between October and November, he had a third, a fourth, a 28th at the WGC HSBC. And then he had a T2. So, I mean, this is on the Euro Tour, so he's around. So, I like Kirk Kitayama as a pivot. And that's fantastic if he's a pivot. I think he was talked up back, you know, when he had that run leading up to the Pebble Beach. So, so if he's not being, 
looked at. Well, I'm, he was I, talked I, up I, at the HSBC WGC because you didn't have to worry about him missing the cut. He finished T28 there. So I like Kirk Gidiyama at 8,100 savings. A little bit of a low ownership pivot. RCB just pops randomly, and he's too unreliable to be 7% this week. Jeez. Are you going to use anything RCB-wise? I looked at him. I pondered it. It's it's a tough call. He's not he's not quite the same that he's been in the past as far as – he was pretty consistent, I would say, maybe a year ago. But lately, it seems like you're not necessarily – guarantee but that's the that's your that's your gpp played you know thing and he that's a that's a big price i don't he's not gonna be owned right 8100 rafa cabrera seven percent i mean yeah two two owned to me seven percent when you could just that's even too high yeah that's too high i i don't know i mean what about is jason day jason day is now the price that dj was a few weeks ago and we were all laughing because oh he's bad i was saying he's bad and you knew you knew something that i didn't know about dj well, what about Jason Day? Now he's fallen into this sort of similar price, but this field is so bad. That's the reason that he's up there. Did that you he... read my notes? Did you look ahead? I did. I did. Did I give away? So you know. There... Spoiler alert. I like Jason Day. Guy's good on Donald Ross courses. He probably ends up higher. Actually, I don't know. Maybe he ends up lower and his projected ownership of 8%. Jason Day is playing in that thing tomorrow afternoon. So depending on how he performs or if he actually does do it, maybe his ownership will go up. I'm hoping that he withdraws. He's playing in a charity thing with Bubba and HV3 and Wes O'Brien, I think. I don't even know. Practice round tomorrow. He's doing a practice round with those guys. So if oh, Okay. Maybe his ownership goes up. But I'm playing Jason Day regardless of his ownership because he is due to pop. And we'll talk about it in a second. But the pivots that you need to know, maybe Christian Bazudenhut, Rob Holloway's guy. Is that at 9% owned? Maybe less than that? Skilled golfer playing well before COVID screwed him over. And so Bazudenhut had to go home wherever he lives. I don't know, South Africa or something. And then came back. So he's getting used to it now, and he's back. He's good. And I also like Poston here, dude. JT Poston. How do you not like JT Poston? But a tenth at Charles Schwab and an eighth at RBC Heritage with bad approach. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing the guy. Okay, cool. So shall we go to the 7K names, dude? Yeah. Some chalk is forming, Eric. You know why? Because everybody's scared. It's even scarier, maybe, is that everybody believes – what they have already seen. And they have hunches. People think they know things. They're experts now, Eric. They don't know that nobody knows anything. <laughs> they're forming on a few names. And the names they're forming on are HV3. He's the industry darling. He's the chalk of the 7K range. Normally is. He's like almost 19%. Jeez. Let's look at this. I think that goes higher, too. The 19? So you think he's going to be more chalk than uh, Bryson or Redmond? Those are the three names. I just think that you would – this is – his price point at 7,600 is where you will see people just con continuously click him because they can – whether they're doing stars and scrubs or whether you're doing some sort of balance, he's a guy that you put in there to get that extra relief no matter what direction. So – and everybody's going to look at what he did last week and say, oh, wow, all he needs to do is putt a little bit better. Look at his approach game. is just fantastic at Travelers. And, and he birdied a bunch, yeah. He scored yeah. DraftKings points. And everybody likes HV3, so I think I think you see massive 
massive attention going to him at 7,600. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's reasons to like him. He has the Jumpman logo on his shirt. We like that. That's kind of fun. Jordan brand. Um, Other popular names you could go to or avoid, depending on what you like to do, are Snedeker. Almost 18% on at $7,900. Starts to drop off a little bit more than uh, as you go down to the uh, – there's three names still in the double digits. You got Munoz at, eight, at 10.8%, and then Mav McNeely at 10.3, and Stewart at 10.2. Do we like Munoz, or do we only like Munoz on Muta? Or Muta? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did, I did look at him, and, and yeah, he, he – I remember you always just kick yourself for not uh, clicking him in those. In I those got spots. him like when he beat him in the Sanderson or whenever he won or whatever that was. But, right. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think Munoz is too popular. You just got to click the low own pivots, Eric, like we do all the time. And you can go with Chris Kirk. Guy's one and a half percent owned. $7,200. It's like one of the lowest owned guys in the entire range, and he just won a Corn Ferry event. So he's won. He's motivated. The guy we had on the Preferred Lines podcast, Eric, I have another podcast cheating on you. Monday <laughs> nights, July. So we had, we had a guy on. He told us that he likes Kirk. So what nice. Do you think of that? I, I like that. Yo, I mean, we've, we've been rooting for him since his return and you know he really hasn't i mean people will look at the reason he's one percent is because people will look and see a bunch of missed cuts and then like a 60th or whatever he got which was great to see him make a cut finally after his return uh well at least in this calendar year and but but they don't nobody's models and stats and the places that they're going don't have the corn fairy to a win so unless they're paying attention to what's going on they have no idea that he has you know broken through basically again and I, I would imagine that's you know really a boost to his confidence level you know being sober and doing what he needed to do and now now his next goal is to retain his card he's on a medical exemption here I'm and I'm not sure how many tournaments he has left so yeah dude this guy is fucking motivated and with that win this I love Chris Kirk at 7200 okay other low owned names are Brendan Grace here we go again he's either highly owned or low owned and today he's low owned the volatility of his performances are uh make him an auto fade for me but West Roach <laughs> is low owned no one would want him Grio Bramlett for some reason is low owned it's Cecil's guy he makes a lot of birdies I might use him actually because he bombs it a little bit Thompson isn't really wanted even though he popped a couple times recently Michael Thompson he's putting a little too well for me and then Keegan your guy not wanted is this our example here, Keegan, of a low-owned elite player being looked overlooked for low price. What is he? Seventy-three. 73? Yeah. Yeah. Good Keegan. I mean, maybe. I mean, he was. I said last week he was a value play for at a course that I thought he was supposed to do well at, and then he just. But he's seventy-three, dude, and he's against the worst field. It's like, let's go with a little bit of Keegan. He's probably pissed. He added this event after he missed the cut. You see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's angry. Him. Yeah, he's he's motivated. He wants points to make the FedEx Cup playoffs or whatever. I don't know. Typically, Stop. at this point of the year, I'm tweeting stuff about motivations for getting into the Open, getting into the FedEx Cup, top seventy and stuff like that. People are starting to kind of maybe consciously think about those things, and they're adding these events. 
Uh, pivots I like also are Taylor Gooch. I like him for some reason. Are you looking at anybody else in the 7K range? Or should we pop into the 6K names? You know, do you think uh, Will Gordon, 7,300, he was 6,100 last week. I mean, we got to have the conversation about it. I've seen people saying that he's a safe play, <laughs> which I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I mean, want oh, I'm not geez. playing him. I, I don't find him safe at all. I don't play anything. Well, not, no one's safe, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Plus, he's a rookie and he's safe and he just popped last week. Do you know how this works? It's called blowing your fucking load, dude. <laughs> they blew it already. I'm sorry. It's vulgar, but it's, this happens. And the, well, okay. The more appropriate analogy is that someone has a candle and it only burns so long because there's only so much wax in the candle and before you have to get a new candle. And, and this guy's candle, dude, it was burning hot last week. Can it continue? I don't know. We'll see about Jeff Gordon, the race Will, car driver. Will Gordon. Oh, it was not the race car driver? It's turned world. golfer? I thought it was he retired from race car driving and he went into golf. Who's Jeff Gordon, dude? It's a race car driver from remember he used to advertise Pepsi back in the nineties? Oh, in the nineties? It was a joke. You okay. don't know. <laughs> Just laugh shop. All right, six K range. Let's see. Let me share my screen. It's getting hot, dude. We gotta get quick. No, let's get out of here. Charles Schwartz to leap it off so that's Kazire right there. Sung you'll know. Oh my gosh, did so well last week. And then Armor also did well. Burnsy, Tom Lewis, la la la. Anybody wanna know about who's popular? Well, my guys are the popular names. Actually, no, they're not. Wes Bryan is the most popular. He's another name, Mr. Approaches. This is like Andrews Albertson, where all of a sudden they pop and they show up in models and in uh generators formulate perfect lineups or whatever people use we don't use it we don't pay for shit so we don't know so like don't fall for the trap of wesley bryan and don't listen to people thinking that wesley bryan's gonna like do the same thing again i don't understand <laughs> right. no don't do this uh that'd be my fate and then you have lanto you know he's picked up some steam 6800 people tend to do that under 7000 lanto it's fun and then you have, oh, who else? Okay, 6,800, Matt Wolf. I love him. And he's picking up a little steam. But they're not terribly owed. This is like 6% at this point. Tringali, 6%. Justin Hadley, 6%. Anything about those guys make you happy about anything? Are you going to use them, Eric? Uh, this is where I do actually take a stand as far as chalk is concerned when we get down to the 6K range. I, I did. I, I did. did you yeah. Take a stand on chalk somewhere. <laughs> this is where. This is where I will actually. You know. So what does that mean? You're not going to use Anders Albertson, Wesley Bryan. Yeah, I'm not going to use either of those two guys. I, I well, think no, Anders Albertson isn't actually a person in this tournament. He was just a person that was hot with his approaches last year or whenever or two years ago. And this is the same kind of thing, dude. Where like a guy yeah. just comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh man, he's scorching hot. This will continue, and it doesn't. It's cheap. just like the putting. Right. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I think I'm happy to – I don't have any fear of missing out with West, West Bryan because I doubt that that gets repeated. You know, I don't know. I I, I looked – I highlighted, uh, like, Sung Yul No. I, I thought that that was cool to Putted see too him. Well. Putted too well, but it was cool. I, I'm I'm kind of a fish, and I chase sometimes these stories that occur, and, and, and it's cool to see him back now after, his, you know, a couple years off doing service in South Korea. But, you know, like, uh, I, I looked at um, Cameron Tringali, your guy. And is he really attracting that much attention? It doesn't seem to be that much attempt, 
Uh, he's the fourth highest owned projected in the 6K yeah, range. That's... So, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, that's probably for – I'm using him still. Don't level yourself. This is one of those yeah, things. If exactly. you want to use somebody, just use him two, three, four times and get above the 6%. It doesn't freaking matter. Just use him. Same with Wolf. I'm probably go all in on Wolf. I love Wolf this weekend. I was like $6,800. It makes no sense with his peers. The guys that he came into the tour with, like Hovland is $10,000 and Wolf is $6,800. It's like they have the same talent. So right. it could happen for Wolf and it could not happen for Hovland, but they're the drastically different prices. So stick with uh, Wolf. Definitely click that. Eat those chalks there. Man, maybe Sam Burns. He does pop. Uh, I talked to uh, Josh Culp, Future Fantasy, tweeted at him about Wagner. Cause Wagner whisper. He says, no, it's not a Wagner week. Get off <laughs> Wagner. Henrik Norland is probably – I clicked every name, you know, I do, and research them all. Henrik Norland, someone that did do well with approaches, $6,500, good with his stats. You like Henrik Norland, right? What's his name? I had yeah Henrik Norlander. I mean, I I played him before. I'm not sure about him this week. I guess it's a had he has he played already or is he? I kind he of played last yeah, week. Oh, I he made the cut. Time. Yeah, it was great. Okay, yeah, I like that. I, just I like some of these guys that we haven't seen yet. Like, um, uh, where is he? Chase Cipher. We haven't seen him yet. He was playing Seifert. great. Yeah. Seifert. Yeah, yeah, playing great. Same thing with uh, this would be a, this is a deep deep cut deep take. Sebastian Kaplan. Kaplan, You're, no six thousand dollars, dude. Here's the thing: is that he was bad, and then then they had the winter. Well, he wasn't that bad, but he wasn't he's great. Always, he's never been good. Actually, he did pop like two tournaments. He did, the and then the reason that I like him is because he showed up after like the two month break that occurs during the winter for most of these guys, and got six. So I feel like here we are in a situation where he. You know, maybe he shows up. He's, he doesn't feel he's been off. And then I think the pressure got to him. And then he had a bunch of missed cuts and was bad. So 6000 He's the lowest price, dude. Go for it. Sebastian Kaplan. That's great. I'll click that's a roster stuffer. I, I okay. Pop. And then Sam Ryder, I had him note that he always pops. Oh, but you know what I'm wrong, though, is that Sebastian Kaplan played last week and he sucked. So that goes – Oh, don't, well, thanks don't. for looking that up. Anyway, let's talk about building rosters. Do you want to go Stars and Scrubsy? Well, yeah, with my five to six shares of Bryson DeChambeau, I'm going to have to go Stars and Scrubsy because I, I don't think that you're going to click Bryson and then just have a bunch of 7K names. I think that you might disagree with that, but I think I'd like to have, a, a you know, maybe a Hovland pair with him or, or even if – even. God forbid, just go down to the AK range and get two or two of those guys. I'm going to have to grab 6K names with Bryson. I don't know how you make lineups with Bryson. That's why I disagree that I, I don't think he's going to be as high owned because people are going to start looking at their lineups and going, huh? Especially in the millionaire maker, like th th this is not soft pricing anymore. It's okay. kind of hard pricing to use Bryson. So, But how could Bryson lose, dude? He eats so much food. He drives the ball <laughs> so far. He's really good at everything. He's a scientist. Yeah, I mean, like, he knows how to use a protractor. No. All right, I'm using a stars and scrubs approach, but not superstars and super scrubs. It's going to be just more of, like, a balanced scrubs. Uh, I saw, I heard Ben Raza talk to Pat Mayo about the specific kind of build where you just kind of go a little – maybe you could do three 9K guys at the same time. Literally, Raza said this to Mayo, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's all I was going to say tonight. So I'm actually going to do that. Maybe – I'm actually going to maybe add to my player pool – and finally, 
go out of my 21, 21, 21. Good. You need to do that. God. But it's just going to be so weird to say, oh, I have 24. But, you know, whatever. It'll be what it is. I'm going to still do 21 lineups, $21. It might be 24. It might be 23, depending on the week. Whatever. We'll see. Come Wednesday afternoon when I'm tweeting that out. You can follow me and get that at Edina Real C-H-E, my initials, Edina Real Chi. Sounds like Edina Realty where I work. Let's do it. Talk about the values, dude. Should we talk about who I have first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Tony Finau, $9,300 on a course that has four par fives. Dude, get me Finau all day. Loves to score or used to love to score on par fives and eagle stuff a lot. So if you can get him on the nice week where he has a hot putter, all about $9,300 for Finau. And when you can get these other guys above him that are just the same in terms of scoring on DraftKings, let's go. Tony Finau, value. $7,200, Chris Kirk. Crazy value there. Oh. Yeah, I love that value. Confidence is there. He's in a good place in his life. He's got strokes gained home life at the all-time high. He went through quarantine. I heard him in some interview say it was the best quarter, It was the best three months of his life because he wasn't ever thinking about things. He was just like happy. And if he was not sober and he didn't get that figured out before quarantine, he would have been miserable and gone down a bad place. So, dude, this is the moment. We like these redemption stories. And a recent winner on a corn ferry. The corn ferry is no joke. It's probably harder than the PGA Tour. It's probably harder than this actual field. Uh, also, last value, uh, $8,600. Don't go all in, but definitely use Jason Day. I have a soft spot a little bit in my heart for Jason Day. He won me a GPP, Eric. And I remember. So, you know, you got to hear me out. He missed the first two cuts out of the gate. He's rusty. We know that because you know why he doesn't practice anymore. He's like Tiger when his Tiger's back was bad. He uses these tournaments as practices, warming up in those four rounds where he missed the cut. He doesn't care. He's like happy he misses the cut so that he can practice and or, you know rest. People forget T4 in February at Pebble Beach. Pro-Am, okay? Before that, T16 at a farmer's Insurance Open in the fall. T22 for Jason Day. T31 for Jason Day in the fall. Not that long ago. One year ago today. Well, last week. But at the Travelers, he was T8. And that was after a U.S. Open T21 one year ago. Like, is he, is he just dead forever? It's Jason Day, he's not 45. He's not Jim Furyk, for fake sake. I mean, if Phil can show up last week, I think Jason Day can show up. Anyway, listen. Also. Finished 2018 on a decent run of T5, T11, T16, and started 2019, okay? This is a little bit ago, but he had a T5, a T4, a T9, and a T5 at the Masters. This is a run of a bunch of top 25s, top 20s. Jason Day is decent at $8,600. He likes the Donald Ross. He's worth the risk. Got 50 to 1 on him. He's doing that charity thing, so just keep your eye on that. And hope he doesn't withdraw from COVID. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be all sweating the same shit. But, yeah, I'm taking Jason Day at 8,600. Are you kidding me? Who are your values? Uh, my values are a little different this week compared to what I've been kind of pushing the last couple weeks. Uh, they all actually lay in the 8K range. And I think that that's a, it's a useful range no matter what style of build you're going to do. I literally just said it's a bad range this week because of it being a weak field. Well, here's the thing, though, is that no, they're, they're, yeah, you're dumb. The you name the AK. I'm I'm on pepper the AK range guy, but okay, your values are all in the AK range, so these are the three names you should take in the AK range because if you're going to use anything, you better use these. Ones. Well, there are three three names. Just let me say it first. Just say them. Just before you belittle me, for fuck's sakes. 
Rory Sabatini at 8,800. The three names I'm going to be saying have two tri- criteria. Have all made the cut since the shutdown. So they, however, they've played at least two tournaments, if not three. They've all made the cut. Rory Sabatini made the cut in every single one. He showed up last year in this tournament. Where is he? 8,700. Yeah, 8,700. But we don't care. Fine, I'll just say. No, he's like top 10 last year. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Great. And he loves Donald Ross. I know. Kenny Kim, Cash Game Cornerstone, Rory Zabatini. We all know. Is he? So I know things. Thank you very much. Thank (laughs) you very much. Uh, and then going forward, you know what? The narrative is too good, and I, I and I can't get away from. And I'm going to have a lot of shares of Doc Redman. He's coming to a course that he played. That well. has a value. Yeah, eighty five hundred compared to Brant Snedeker, who relied on his putter last week at seventy nine. I mean, I could make, I could give you reasons why he's a better play than a lot of these people. Okay, so and we Good, already go for it. Dr. Well, you better Redman. go fifty percent of your. You better go like. Well, yeah, if I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna get over the chalk, of course I'm gonna do that. And then to to finish things off, Lucas Glover at 8400 continues to make cuts here. Uh, I mean, I don't know why I'm gonna build around these three guys in a lot of different ways, whether it's stars and scrub or balanced with my 20 lineups in the short game. So those are my names, and I'm gonna not be a fool and fade them because of 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 some sort of ownership. Uh, you know, a galaxy brain that you might do over there in uh, your basement or, or not your basement, your fucking garage, your sweaty garage, and you're trying to build. <laughs> Look at this. I'm literally in my garage. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should. But if you don't have access to YouTube or you'd prefer to uh, watch it on or, you know, listen to it while you mow the lawn or something. We got iTunes now. So do that. Like and subscribe on those things. Tweet us at Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. Sounds good. Thank you. Love you. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Yeah. I'm not even going to play the music. I'm too hot. Oh, okay. All right.